Welcome to chapter five of the Ultimate Men's Playbook, and today's chapter is about accountability. How's it going, Matt? It's all good. It's all good. Um, you know, I'm excited about this topic because, you know, accountability, uh, in my opinion, is, is kind of uh, what, what makes you do great things. Uh, you hold yourself accountable, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Now, there's certain um, people, devices, organizations that make sure that accountability is in place. For example, if you don't pay your taxes on time, what ends up happening? Yeah, I mean, the tax man is after you right away. Right. And if you don't pay your mortgage for a few months, what ends up happening? Yep, your house is gone. Car payment gets forfeited two, three months. I mean, yeah, you better you better have a bike to get you around. You better, <laughs> you better get some public transit, you know? Right. And if you're late for work a few times, you get fired. You get let go. What happens in the basketball world? Let's say you miss a few practices or you show up late, five minutes uh, late. Yeah, I mean, you're on scholarship. Uh, you know, that scholarship's going to be taken from you if you don't care enough. Um, you know, and it, especially when it's pro, it's cutthroat. You know, they're, they're, they're taking your job right away. They're canceling your contract or they just won't fucking pay you. Um, you know, a real quick story. My coach one time I came, we, we had practice at uh, 5.30 in the morning and we got to be there 15 minutes early every practice. But I didn't know that, right? I came 10 minutes early. He goes, you're fucking late. And I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, it starts at 5.30. He goes, no, nah, you're fucking late. I said 15 minutes early. You're five minutes late. <laughs> so, you know, like it's, it's there. It's there right there. You know, that's, that's, that's the example. Right. Now, that's the way the world works except for your own life under your own devices. So most guys are overweight. Most people are struggling financially. Most don't spend enough time with their loved ones. So what generally dudes do is they pick one item. They pick their physique to work on at the expense of their family or finances, or somebody says, hey, listen, I'm a real family man. And they've got the dad bod. They're struggling. They get the line of credit. Or they work on their finances and work like crazy, maybe a second job. And again, their physique is to the shits and they're not spending time with their kids. That's usually what happens. But with this podcast, what if you could have it all? What if you could have the physique, the finances, the family, and everything that goes with it? And the way you do it is you put the scoreboard up. You be accountable. And how do you do that? Well, take a look at a UFC fighter during the off-season versus in-season. I remember seeing a guy named Carlos Condit, um, great fighter, and I remember seeing him in fighting shape. The guy looked like uh, a machine, like a fighting machine. And then I saw him in the off-season. I didn't even recognize him. I didn't even know who it was. And you yeah. see George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre is usually always in shape, but there's a few times where he's just a little bit pudgier. He's 10, 15 pounds heavier because it's the accountability. If you show up to a UFC weigh-in and you don't make weight, Chances are, uh, number one, the fight might not be for the title. You might get fined ten, fifteen thousand. I mean, money talks, and that's the accountability piece. You know, uh, the biggest thing body-wise that you're talking about is you know bodybuilders, especially in the Olympia. Like off season, they just they just don't look the same. No, they don't. And the reason why they get into shape for a contest is the peer pressure of having to step on the stage. Um, well, in front of thousands of people. I mean, you don't want to look ridiculous. So that pressure is, uh, is put on big time. So it's uh, either, either you're in shape or you risk public humiliation. Definitely. How about this? How about yeah. another example? How about this? Playing a, a pickup basketball game versus 
uh, a regular game where there's a scoreboard. What ends up happening? Yeah, I mean, you, you don't go in there uh, for a loss. You know, when you're playing pickup, it's a little bit more about you. It's You don't really care as much. But uh, when you're held accountable by the coaches, the fans, the arena, there's so much that goes into it. You know, yourself, um, you know, you got to win. You got to be held accountable. You, you go out and you win that game as opposed to a pickup match. You're not really uh, in it to win it as much. You know, I am usually, but... There's definitely a different level of accountability. Now, you could take it to the next level and have a player who's playing in, let's say, the third year of a five-year contract versus a person who's getting his contact, uh, contract renewed the next year. And boy, will that guy perform like crazy that season to get the, get the best contract possible. Definitely, definitely. Notice it's, again, the accountability piece, right? So how do you get to the point where you take your ordinary, average life and get yourself accountable. What's the first step? And the first step in the book is go public with your goal. I think that's that's probably the main one, and that's the main one for me. You know, once you go public with something, uh, there's no turning back unless you want to be brutally embarrassed. How many people actually are brutally embarrassed? They'll put something on Facebook or Instagram, and they're going to say something like, oh, in six months, I'm going to turn around and look amazing. And then... Here's what I know about people. If you're not updating that post, people forget about you. People don't give a shit about you. They really don't. So they just forget. And then you're left kind of saying, well, I said it a couple of months ago and no one remembers what I said. So I'm kind of off the hook. You notice that? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Definitely. So the way you do it is, Social media is great. You go on something like Facebook and Instagram and you set a short-term goal to get the ball rolling. So you'll say something like, the goal here is I'm going to lose uh, five pounds by the end of the month, 30 days. And I'm going to take photos every week to show my progress. And then you tag a whole bunch of people, even somebody you don't like, so they can hold you to it. Um, That's the way you do it. Yeah, and I think I think like when you, you know, when you hold yourself to that, you you tell everyone you're gonna do that, um, you know, and you don't do that. Like I said, you're gonna be embarrassed. But you know, when you actually accomplish that goal and you you, you post your results, uh, and then the next week you post more results, that you kind of build up and you get that. You know, it's excitement. It's you know, you get a little bit of clout. You get some attention, and that attention is good, positive attention because you're making changes. You're possibly inspiring somebody else. Um, and you're kind of showing that you're a boss, you know, that you got some discipline, you're making shit happen and you're putting that all out there in the world. You're, you're kind of, you're holding yourself accountable, but you're doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I remember in uh, 2007, I competed in the Southwestern natural bodybuilding championships. And I had said to everybody that I was going to win. I told everybody I'm going to win this title. It's mine. And I had no idea what the competition looked like. So a buddy of mine actually believed it. He said, Tom said he's going to win. I believed it. What did he do? He brings a box to a workout session. <laughs> I remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember so, that. So, um, <laughs> great. It was fantastic. He brings this box. He's like, I got a gift for you. I'm like, what is it? He's open the box. So, I open up the box. And what do I see? I see 20 T-shirts with my face on the front. And it says, 2007 southwestern mr mr natural southwestern champion and i'm like there's 20 of these 
because we had invited <laughs> 20 people to come and see me compete. Like, okay, I have to win now because everyone in the audience is going to be wearing this shirt. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I remember I had one on. <laughs> oh, man. And well, you ended up winning, but like it was like, you know, that accountability is kind of crazy, but it's a crazy example, but you know, it worked and it's true. Well, I remember going backstage and uh, seeing the other athletes. I was shredded. I looked pretty good. And I saw these other guys with their clothes on. They look big. They look muscular. I'm thinking, fuck, I'm coming dead last year. This is really brutal. So we all start taking off our shirts and all that stuff in the change room. And then I see myself compared to the other guys. Like, I got this. No problem. But I got to tell you, when he pulled out the T-shirts, it's like, okay, there's no turning back here. It's all out. I've got to win this. Otherwise, my reputation's on the line. Because I had said for months and months and months, I'm winning this thing. Yeah, and I remember you held yourself to that, and you know, you ended up you ended up sweeping it. Right. So part of that accountability is um, you need to be accountable to some bodies, some people. All right. So yeah, putting it on Facebook to your Facebook quote unquote friends. I mean, I've got I don't know like four or five thousand friends on Facebook, and most of them don't know who I am. Um, so you become kind of like it's it's an acquaintance, right? You need to tell your coach. You need to tell your kids. You need to post on social media and you need to have some metrics. You need to be specific. So if you say something like, I'm going to make $2,000 extra this month, and now you're putting a number on the line. Or I'm going to make 30 sales calls over the next seven days. You have a metric that you can measure. Because if you don't measure it, how do you know if you're achieving it? So part of it is having the metric. That's part true. Of it, That's true. And part of it is being accountable to certain key players. So just imagine this. You, know, you tell your kids, hey, listen. We're going all out here. I'm going to lose 10 pounds over the next two months. And if we succeed, we're going to Disney World. And if we don't, we're not going anywhere. Kids are all <laughs> pumped up. And they're like, oh, my God, we're going to Disney World. We're going to Disney World. What are you going to do? You don't think you're going to get your goal? No, you're definitely going. <laughs> Otherwise, they're the ones who are saying, well, Dad promised that. He let us down again. So where are we going now? Going to the mall? Yeah, you're not going anywhere, right? No. So um, that's a big part of it. I mean, be accountable to the players that matter. And um, the reporting cycle has to be regular. On a weekly basis, you're reporting. Because, again, when you put something out there for a couple months down the road, it's not urgent. And if it's not urgent, you're not working towards it. And, you know, the the urgency comes with... Um, you know, how deep those relationships lie, I think. Like you said, you know, if it's your wife, if it's your kids, you know, you're not going to let them down. I mean, unless you are. I mean, if you're if you're a loser, you're going to let them down. But, you know, if I put something like that on the line, like I'm grinding every day until it's, you know, until I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a goal that you had that you, um, you were accountable to somebody? You have something recently? Uh, yeah, you know... Uh, when you tell people you're going to do something um, and you got to hold yourself to it. Uh, So I think the biggest thing, the two biggest things for me was one um, during quarantine, I said, I'm going to like, I gained, I I gained muscle. I got to 200 pounds of muscle, but I wanted to get down to like 190, 188, super lean, athletic as hell. And I told you I'm going to do that. It was simple as that. I told you I was going to do it. I posted it on social media everywhere. And I ended up looking like a beast, you know, and the other thing was 
I'm gonna get this scholarship. There's no way. There's no way I'm letting you, you and my mom, pay for school. I can't. It's just something I just, you know, like we could have done it. You know, I could have worked and, and got my own tuition paid for. But I said I'm not gonna make you guys pay a cent for any of it. I'm gonna go to school for free. Uh-huh. I didn't put it anywhere, but I promised you and my mom that at the time, and I was like, hey, it's done. I'm gonna do it, and I, and it ended up happening two times. Yeah, you delivered. Definitely delivered. So here's a word of advice that I want the listeners to write down. So one of them is the reporting cycle has to be regular. So my advice is you should be reporting to your coach on a weekly basis. And I know with my clients, they're contacting me daily. I micromanage because here's what I know. If my client goes two, three days without reporting, they're fucking off. They're not, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They just don't, right? But when they're when I've got the pulse of what they're doing because they're contacting me daily, I know they're on. Definitely, right? Well, I Definitely. mean, you and I, you and I had a thing where uh, you had to make how many shots? You had to make how many shots? Yeah, well, you know, every morning is like five hundred makes every day, right? And the question was, did you make your five hundred? Every, every every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to have an answer. The moment I didn't hear from you which was never because I always heard from you. Okay, what's he doing? He's messing around. And that's what most people do. So the question now is, what should I track? Right? What are the core things you should track? So number one comes down to tracking things related to your body. So you've got calories, nutrients, exercise, sleep, and water. So we talk about 21 strong. We've talked about that in another podcast, right? So you should be getting your allotted calories. For me, it's 14, sorry, 15,000 calories weekly. So that works out to be just over 2,000 per day. Another one is you should be getting your nutrients, good, healthy uh, nutrients in your body. Number three is exercise, your workout. Are you getting 30 plus minutes in where you're out of breath for a bit? Number four, are you getting your sleep in six to eight hours? And number five is, are you drinking 10 to 12 glasses of water? If I can have somebody say yes to all that every day, chances are they're going to develop their body. It's that simple. If they're not reporting it, they're not doing it. Would you agree? Yeah. You know, like when, you know, you've had some clients that kind of go ghost mode with you. And I think the perfect example is, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, maybe once in a while I wouldn't respond to you and it would be because either I'm busy or maybe I was messing around. Right. But you learn from those. And when you, when you have those talks about being accountable, you know, still after that, um, you learn your lessons and, and those are great. Those are, those are the perfect ones to be accountable for because it's on time, it's constant and it's easy to report to whoever you're reporting to, or, you know, got to be accountable to. Well, here's what some people do. They either report and they do kick ass and they win or they don't and they mess up and then they're apologetic. It's like, if you're going to mess up, mess up beforehand, sorry, contact me before you mess up and then we can have an intervention, get you out of it. So what ends up happening is they contact me the next day after blowing it, eating like 12 donuts. And it's almost like I'm a, it's a confessional and I'm the priest in school. Forgive me for my sins. Like, dude, why didn't you contact me before you ate the 12 donuts? I could have helped you through it. It's tough yeah. to stop a binge, right? All right. Category number two, category number two that I love when people um, get back to me on their focus. So that's number two. And the focus is what's the critical task that you need to do over the course of the day and what are the two vital tasks? Here's the thing. 
Matt, let's say you've got shit to do. You get tons of stuff to do and you make a list. What a lot of people do is they make a list of 10, 12, 15 items and they check off the list. But most of those things aren't really important. And if you, if you skip out on the critical task, the most important thing, and you get 13 of the 15 done, but you skipped out on that, you're a failure. Yeah, you didn't really do nothing. And that's why, you know, you keep your, like, I think you're getting to the point yourself is you keep your tasks, um, you know, they may be hard, but they're achievable and they need to be, they need to be achieved. They need to be achieved. So you always tackle the most critical task. If you get nothing else done but the critical task, the day was a win. And I keep people accountable to that critical task. And then their vital task number one, vital task number two. Uh, you should see the productivity of the people I'm working with when we tackle their focus, those three items. They become productivity machines. And they basically, those are the guys who 10x everything. They 10x their business. They 10x their career because yep. they keep the main thing, the main thing. All right. Number three. Number three is connections. Okay. So in this category, we're looking at key meaningful convos. Again, we're talking about the scoreboard here, right? Yeah. So key meaningful convo and then strategic partner connections, connections one and two. So what's the most important combo that you're going to have today? And that's something you kind of prioritize the night before for the next day. Sometimes it's on the spur of the moment where you got to have a key combo with somebody, right? So, so who would you have a key combo with, a meaningful combo with, let's say, today? Yeah, you know, every day I try to do my own uh, key conversation. Um, and mostly that comes from you. Um, and, you know, the other one probably comes from one of my best friends, uh, business guy. We had him on the, on the podcast, you know, Tanner. He's a dating coach, makes a lot of money. Um, you know, every week we try to talk at least three times because, you know, we noticed, we actually talked about it. We're like, Hey, we need to talk more. Cause every time we talk, we get motivated. Every time we talk, we have new ideas. Every time we talk, we're doing shit. Like we're talking about actual good shit slash fun at the same time. So some of these connections, these meaningful connections can be like business oriented, uh, work oriented, even friend or oriented, you know, relationship oriented. So I think it's important to have these talks in all areas. Mm -hmm. And I know it seems artificial, but when I talk about the strategic partner connection, that may very well be uh, going to LinkedIn and adding a connection for a future job prospect where you're going to send your resume to that person. So you say, hey, listen, how's it going? Just wanted to say hi. And then later on, when you do send the resume, you say, hey, listen, we talked a week ago. And the guy says, yeah, I do remember you. All right. You set up the door. Definitely. Right. So, so it could be a sales call. It could be uh, prospect somebody new for your business. It could be sending out a resume. It could be, hey, listen, would you consider collaborating with me on a certain project? You're reaching out to people. And when you expand your network like that, um, it's huge. And you and I talked about university and how I said, what's the uh, big piece of advice that I gave you with regards to connections? Yeah, you know, make as many connections as you can all the time. Um, you know, even if it's a, a Facebook connection, but mostly, you know, like, random connections at school, like in your class, teachers, professors, uh, businessmen, older people, whoever it is, man, if you make connections, that's what you told me, um, you're going to be better off. You're going to be more successful. So I think that's very important. And that's what I ended up doing. You know, having connections everywhere in the world, they eventually turn into some kind of friends too. They become some kind of friend or sometimes that person becomes the dentist that you go to. That person becomes the dog groomer that you bring your dog to. That person is the person who finances your mortgage. You never know, right? 
And it's all because you actually introduced yourself to somebody. You never know who you're going to meet. Yeah, for sure. All right. Number four of the five on the scoreboard is it's your inner circle. And I've got three important people. So quality time with your spouse, your significant other, uh, reaching out to your family daily and reaching out to your coach daily. All right. Again, that's part of the scoreboard. You want to get points for those things. All right. And I mean, obviously you get a point, but what really happens is you're going to just solidify your relationship with all of those people. Right. Are you spending quality time with your loved one? Your most important person. You got, you and you say that's be. true in your relationship. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be and you have to make time. How much time do you make for uh, your gal? Yeah, you know, I try to I try to make as much time as I can, um, you know, and, and part of that is including her in some of the work, you know, uh, including her in some of the workouts and doing it with her because um, that builds chemistry. You know, those are important connections to be made. It's, it's all part of it's all part of the plan, you know. When you find the, the most important person in your life, you guys are as one. So that person needs that quality time. The second one is your family. I mean, my goal every single day, I mean, it, it's on a checklist, believe it or not. I have to get into contact with the kids. That's just the way it goes. I reach out to you guys every day. It's important. That's part of the it's checklist. Important. I have to have that conversation. How many people actually go days and days? They're living in the same house and they don't spend more than 15 minutes with their kids because they're quote unquote busy. That's, that's true. And then you've got the final relationship where every day you're talking to your mentor, your coach, because that's the, the perspective keeper for you. That's the person who keeps you on task. Kind of keeps your eyes open. Oh, and keeps you uh, from lying. Lying about uh, the story you tell yourself that, uh, as to why you didn't do what you're supposed to do. And then the, the, the final part of the scoreboard is what I call the edge. And that's sharpening the saw, getting better. So listening to podcasts, reading for 15 minutes, sharpening up your skills. I know one thing that's huge for me is I put in six lessons of Spanish every day, yeah. every think, single day. I know. Go ahead. Yeah. So I think, you know, those, those tasks, you know, sharpening your edges, is, is kind of like more personal things. I think that you really need to be doing these to better yourself uh, to make yourself feel better and, you know, gain lots and lots of confidence. Like you said, you know, you're practicing your Spanish. That might be something little, but if you're doing that daily, eventually, you know, like last two months ago, you, you couldn't speak Spanish with me. And now you're almost like, it's almost fluent, to be honest. Like I can actually see sí, me in Spanish. And that's because you're better. Personal, personal <laughs> well, here's the thing. I live in a Spanish speaking country. If I don't have my shit together <laughs> with this language, it, uh, it really messes you up. I mean, people in my area do speak English. But boy, does it ever go a long way. You're not looked at as the gringo. You're looked at as the gringo who's trying. And I tell you, people are sympathetic to that. And then, again, the other thing is I'll listen to a podcast. I'll go into YouTube. And we talked about Goggins. I'll listen to Goggins for 15 minutes. And like, okay, I'm just not doing enough. I got to step up my game. And you and I both know, like, we're active, busy, productive people. But if he's working five times harder, I can at least step it up a little bit. So... Um, that's part of the edge, you know, whether it's Spanish or listening to Goggins or reading a book or meditating, it makes a big difference versus going to CNN and listening to some shitty news and saying, fuck, my life's okay. I don't need to do anything else. Everyone else is struggling. That's not what a winner does. 
And, uh, and here's yeah. a couple other things that I do on a regular basis that I'm accountable oh, for. Sure. I, I That's gratitude. Do. Every day I'll sit down with uh, my wife and say, okay, hey, listen, one, I know this sounds corny, but what's five things we're grateful for? And we'll just lay it out. And then we kind of look at each other going, man, we've got it good here. This is good. And the final thing is I plan for the next day. I want to make sure that when the morning comes, I hit the ground running and I'm tackling some of those core tasks immediately so that most of the stuff gets done by noon and I can kind of take it easy for the rest of the day if I want to. Yeah. And I know like, you know, people <laughs> listening right now, probably they're probably in quarantine or they're probably in some kind of, you know, like COVID action. And it's a little bit tough, you know, like you go through your day and it's almost like these days are dragging by a little bit. Um, and that's where you got to just say, fuck it. I got to do this. You know, like the first few days, you know, in habit and any habit building are going to be tough. Um, you know, this seems like a lot that we're explaining right now, doing all of this in one day and, you know, before like being accountable, being so accountable, it's tough. Um, but I think the best way to start that is, you know, lay those goals out, have seven days, seven days where you do all of those perfectly. I mean, it's not that hard and you get a checklist, you know, check it off one, two, three, four, five, you know, you get to the day seven and then you just keep going and eventually you're going to build a habit. And then this is just going to come naturally because we're talking about something that we do on the regular because we've already built up to it. Some people, you know, they have a harder time. They've never done this stuff in life. It's so structured almost. It does work. Then you're going to um, find You take a look at a guy like Steve Jobs. More happy. Uh, who said, and, you know, more my loving. job is not to be easy on people. My job is to take great people and push them to make them even better. Second quote I wanted to share, Jay-Z. People respect success. They respect big. They don't even have to like your music. If you're big enough, people are drawn to you, okay? It doesn't pay to be average. So, so why accountability? The way I see it is this. If you're not in shape, okay, if you look like shit and you've got a girl or a wife and you don't look your best, I'll tell you right now, the idea of my gal thinking about somebody else it just, just kills me. I, I would hate that feeling. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either. You know, it's that that's just never the I case. Mean, and, and she's a good looking gal. So hard, you know, you're gonna have guys check out your your girl, and and, and you're kind of like, and they're looking at you, going, "Okay, this guy's a stud, no wonder." Or if you're out of shape, they're going, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of disrespect this guy, and I'm gonna hit on this girl." And so many guys do that. You know that. You know, there's nothing better. 100%. There's no better it's, it's, feeling it's than walking down the beach, got no shirt on. My wife's beside me and a dude walks by and he's looking at me and he's looking at me and look at my body. He's not making any eye contact to my woman. And he nods with respect. King. Hey, listen, that's your territory. We're good. And there's, there's a power in that that feels so nice. But if you've got the yeah. dad bod and you're out of shape, they just like, fuck you. I'm going to look where I want to look. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like, yeah, it's the best feeling. I mean, a lot of people don't know that feeling, and that's tough to, to relate to. But I think, you know, take this podcast, apply it, and feel that yourself, and you're going to be part of the club. You're going to understand how that feels. It's just a feeling that, you you know, you could be butt ugly. <laughs> if you have your shit Well, together, well here's the thing. Accountability. Things are going to happen. If you are not accountable to somebody or something and you don't have your financial house in order, I'll tell you right now, your wife's looking at you and going like, what the fuck are you doing? We're not bringing in some money. Yeah, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, but that doesn't pay the bills. 
we're in debt. And she's kind of like, she's sleeping beside you going, we're not making ends meet. I kind of resent you. You don't think that weighs on a relationship where the guy's not doing everything that he could be doing? Trust me. She's saying, like, I married you for better or for worse, but not this. Like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that goes both ways. There's women out there who can kick some ass and and make more than guys, and there's tons of them, right? Um, You kind of look at your wife going, like, why aren't you kind of stepping it up here? That's the expectation that you both are living up to your potential. Because when you don't and you're not performing and you're not providing, she's saying, what did I just marry? Who is this guy? Right, because you know how guys are; they make a world yeah, of promises. Definitely. And how many guys actually deliver? Not many. I'd say Not one yet. in fifty. Everywhere. It's everywhere. It could be in a relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be all of those. A lot of the times, they don't deliver. Right, and again, accountability. If you don't have your family in order, if you don't have your family life in order, what do the kids say? Dad doesn't play with. Uh, with his kids on a regular basis, what ends up happening to them? Quarter of a century of teaching, I know what happens to them. They don't end up going so well when dad's not around or when mom's not around. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. They end up being like their parents, and it's a nightmare. Agreed. 100% is not not more to be said. No. All I've got to say now is if you go to leagueofelite.com, we've got the best accountability program on the planet. You want to 10x everything, check it out. It's calculated. It's there. Um, you know, I've, t- I've taken a look at it before it was released, and I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know it was possible to score something like this. You know, I didn't know it was possible to, to, to make this kind of like an actual league, to have standings for your life. It's, it's real weird to think about, but when it's, when it's there in front of you, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And like I said, what we've done is we've taken certain people and we have 10x their performance on all levels, body, fitness, family, focus, all of it. And uh, people are really turning around, even during COVID times. They're kicking ass. They're dominating in their workplaces. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, last, last but not least, you know, COVID is the perfect time to be doing this stuff. It's, you know, you got some time on your hands. You're not motivated. Get motivated. Like, take a look at it, and you're going to notice some big changes. If you do every task, you know, this, uh, the, the core five every single day, and you stay focused, and you don't look at the news, oh, yeah, you'll make some big changes in spite of COVID. All right, that's a wrap.